Well, hello, hello. This is Chakra Wanda, your international spiritual stress reduction specialist. And uh, we're at the day after Christmas. It's still quiet. It's still calm. It's still peaceful. Um, my traditional work as a salon stylist, focusing primarily on natural hair, with a specialty in crochet braid styling. My clients are all lined up for the rest of the week. Today is a quiet day, so I am getting on the airwaves. How are you? I have been, um, first of all, thank you for checking out my channel, my new Chakra Wanda radio station. I'm really excited. You know, I spend a lot of time in quiet com contemplation in, in other words just listening always I don't do a lot of tuning into the television you know I may look at a, a movie here and there I don't tune into the news because I want to keep my head clear of the good news that is channeling in the universe constantly do I need to be aware of worldly events well, what I need to know does come to me because I trust spirit to bring it to me. You understand? But as as part of living a, stre a stress-free life, stresslessness, I choose more and more what I want to feed on in my body, mind, and spirit. I have been feeding on this book, The Untethered Soul. The Journey Beyond Yourself. I want to share with you and read to you. And send some vibration out. Because I know that there are many who can connect with this idea. I'm just randomly check, uh, going through the chapters. Oh my gosh, there's another book that I want to share with you guys. Um, that was written by an author who did a program with my the Mayo Clinic about stress-free living. I hope to get that book today. Today, talking about the untethered soul. I'm looking at chapter 12. It says, Taking Down the Walls. It's in the part of part four of the book, Going Beyond. I'm just picking a few things here to share with you in reading. Taking Down the Walls. So, at some point in your growth, it starts to become quieter inside. This happens quite naturally as you take a deeper seat within yourself. You then come to realize that though you have always been in there, you have been completely overwhelmed by the constant barrage of thoughts, emotions, and sensory inputs that draw on your consciousness. As you see this, it begins to dawn on you that you might actually be able to go beyond all these disturbances. The more you sit in the seat of witness consciousness, the more you realize that since you are completely independent of what you are watching, there must be a way to break free of the magical hold that the psyche has on your awareness. There must be a way out. I stop right here and give you the author of the book is Michael Singer. I believe I said that right. 
Michael A. Singer. You can learn more about Michael. Go on YouTube and look up Oprah and the Untethered Soul. There's a phenomenal um, interview between the two of them. This Untethered Soul work is definitely um, expansive uh, up-leveling of your conscious and metaphysical journey if you're up to it. I'm going to continue to read and I'll go into part two right now. All right, so let's, let's roll up. Well, let's get a little snuggly in chapter 12. Imagine that you found yourself in the midst of an open field where the sun was always shining. And it was a beautiful place of great light and great openness. It was so beautiful that you decided you wanted to live there. So you bought the land. And right in the middle of the enormous field, you began personally designing and building the house of your dreams. You put down a solid foundation because you wanted the house to be very strong and to last a long time. You built the house out of concrete blocks so that you wouldn't have any problems with decaying or leaking. To make the house ecologically sound, you decided to put in a very few windows and to build a roof with lots of overhang. And after you put in the windows and the house was complete, you realized that a lot of heat still came in. So you installed high-quality protective shutters that not only reflected sunlight and heat back to the outside, but also could be locked down for security purposes. It was a very large house that could store enough supplies to allow for complete self-sufficiency. You even built a separate quarter for a quiet acquaintance who would keep the house clean and leave you to be in solitude. And solitude it would be, since your romantic quest included a commitment to no phones, radios, televisions, or internet connections. Man, that sounds like me. <laughs> your house was finally finished. And you were very excited to be living out there. You loved the openness of the field and all the light and beauty of nature. But most of all, you were enamored with the house. You had put your heart and soul into every aspect of the design and it showed. It was truly you. In fact, over time, between your infatuation with the house and your growing discomfort with all the strange sights and sounds outside, you started spending more time indoors. It was then that you realized that with the shutters and doors fully locked down, the house actually began to feel like a fortress. And this was just fine with you. Being a city person, it was pretty scary living so far out of touch in total isolation. But you were committed to making it your own. So you gradually became accustomed to living safely within the confines of your house. You happily went about... your business of reading and writing as you had always longed to do. It was actually quite comfortable in, these, in there since it was fully climate controlled and you had been wise enough to install a mo modern full-spectrum lighting system. Ironically, you found your house 
you used to be so comfortable, enjoyable, and safe that you stopped thinking about the outside altogether. After all, the inside was familiar, predictable, and within the realm of your control. The outside was unknown, unpredictable, and completely out of your control. Your sense of inner sanctum was supported by the fact that when the shutters and blinds were locked in place, they blended like paintings on the walls, and you never even considered risk, risking going outside to unlock them. They were so well made that when the lights were turned off, it was absolutely pitch black, day or night. But since you were accustomed to never turning off the lights, you didn't notice this until you started burning out. It was only then that you realized your predicament. No one had left you replacement bulbs compatible with the new system. This meant that once the final light failed, you were left to find your way around the house in absolute darkness. From this point forward, the only light you had come oh, the only light you had came from a few candles you kept for emergencies, but there were very few of these. So you conserved them well. Being a person who loved light, this was very difficult for you. Yet it was not difficult enough to force you to overcome the fears you had developed about leaving the safety of your house. Eventually, the stress of living in this darkness took its toll on your health, both physically and mentally. With time, the very memory of the beautiful sunlit field began to fade from your mind, never to return again. You became very concerned about keeping the house lit. The only light you knew about was the light you created in the darkness with your precious candles. It became pretty lonely in there. You were cut off from everything, and the only comfort you felt was the sense of protection your house afforded you. You were no longer aware of exactly what you were so afraid of. You were just aware of always being scared and uncomfortable. It was all you could do to just try to hold yourself together. You even stopped reading and writing because of the lack of light. It was dark and you were too and you too were falling into darkness. Then one day, the housekeeper, who shared your overwhelming need to stay in the safety of the house, called you down to the storage cellar. You were amazed by what you saw. A full supply of emergency flashlights had been found that could be powered simply by shaking them. Your housekeeper had already set already set some up, and the cellar was fully radiant. This was a true turning point in your life. You set your busyness of trying to create life. No, you set about your business of trying to create light beauty and happiness within the confines of your house. You decorated each room and worked together to keep the light shining brightly until you went to sleep. You started reading and writing again, and it turned out that your housemate loved reading your writings. In fact, it was not just the artificial lights that were lighting the house. The ember of love had begun to glow in both of your hearts. Imagine the light you could create together instead of apart. You began spending all of your time with each other, and you even staged a marriage ceremony. It was so beautiful as you vowed to take care of each other and bring love and light into your home. 
compared to the darkness in which you had been living, this was heaven. One day, you came across a book in your library. It interested you because it talked about the natural radiant light that exists outside. It even spoke of bathing in that light. But it was talking about more light than you could ever imagine without anyone having to do anything to create it. This was confusing to you. After all, the only light you knew about was the artificial light from candles and flashlights. How could you make that much light and keep it going? You didn't have a clue what this book was talking about because you could only view things in relation to the way you were living. You were living inside the house and therefore you were living inside of darkness. All the light that you could experience was un was limited to what you could create within the house. You had lived there for so long that all your hopes, your dreams, philosophies, and beliefs were founded upon being inside the dark house. Your whole world was kept was about keeping together the life you had managed to build for yourself within the confines of the house. When you continued reading this seemingly mystical book, it spoke of what it was like to actually walk around in this natural light. It seemed to be describing a self-luminous, omnipresent light that shines everywhere all at once. It was a light that falls on everything constantly and evenly, though you had no frame of reference for understanding this. It touched something deep inside of you. The book then discussed actually going outside, that is, going beyond the walls of the world you have created for yourself. In fact, it said that while you are attached and enamored with the world you created to avoid darkness, you will never know the abundance of natural light that is beyond the confines of your house. How will you ever go outside? when you are so dependent upon what you have built inside. This is an excerpt from The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And I enjoyed bringing this to life in a unique way. How are you working towards untethering your soul? I would love to hear from you.